Welcome to Sportsman of Colorado, Colorado's premier outdoor radio show heard every Saturday afternoon on KLZ 560 with insights on hunting, fishing, archery, guns, and ammo from Colorado's top outfitters featuring the industry's leading experts on how to enhance your experience in the great outdoors. Now, here's your host, Scott Watley. Good afternoon and welcome to Sportsman of Colorado. Thank you so much for joining us today. We've got a jam-packed show for you. We're going to be talking a little archery here in a moment with Phil Mendoza from No Limits Archery. Again, the exclusive archery shop uh, for Sportsman of Colorado uh, that we endorse and highly, highly recommend. Then later in the show, Dan Johnson is going to join us. Dan, you'll hear on the show quite often, general manager of Lynn Lyle Chevrolet. And a little bit about the Chevrolet side of things and the car uh, side, but uh, Dan just returned from one of our sponsors, Yes Bay Lodge in Ketchikan, Alaska, to a group of six. And uh, we're going to hear about his trip. And uh, and then we're going to talk about our uh, trip to Africa. We just got back from thurs- Thursday uh, from South Africa with our good friends at Bushman's Quiver and had a great time. Took my brother-in-law there and uh, just had a great, great hunt. So we're going to be talking about that. But archery season is around the corner and no... Uh, body knows it better and anybody that we a great friend of our show that we would rather have on with us and that's phil mendoza from no limits archery how are you bud good man thanks for having me on hey man thank you for taking a few minutes because i know you guys are busy over there so i i appreciate you taking a few minutes i tell you it's just you know as i texted you last night it just seems like we were at the isc show and you were at ata show in january and all of a sudden here we are talking about hunting season wow i i know it it, it sneaks up on us this time <laughs> of year and and we're seeing that here at the shop. A lot of people kind of running in for last-minute uh, repairs, tuning, uh, you know, picking up a few more, a few more goodies, if you will. But it's it's a good time of year because the season is about to kick off. Absolutely. So, I mean, you see all ranges. You get you get the the, the uh, novice person that just walks in, ready to get into archery, and then you've got the extreme enthusiasts that you know are really good at this. I mean. How do you go about, and, you know, I think we'll start off just talking about, you know, and it's probably a little late for someone to just wanting to get into archery now with the season, but um, how do you go about just um, even understanding, you know, how to start them out with equipment and different things that they may be looking for? Well, you know, the, our world is driven with, with money, you know, and I hate to say that, but sure. obviously everybody's budget isn't the same. So if someone's getting wanting to get into the hunting side of things or the target side, whatever whatever their goals are with archery, if if they can relate that to us up front, we try to ask the right questions. And then second, secondly, we try to see what's going to fit comfortably in their budget because there is equipment for all, uh, all budget categories. So once we have that, uh, an idea of those two questions, then we can start putting actual equipment in people's hands mm-hmm. as we're, as they're shooting a bow, uh, what we've fit, fitted them and sized them, then we can answer questions on equipment and, and kind of start educating them on, on the process of shooting. So that's how we like to start. We like to do it hands-on. We like to let the shooter tell us what they like as far as equipment. And, and then we can try to find the right setup that's going to be catered towards uh, what they're going to what they're going to be able to succeed with. Right. And, you know, when you're an an archery shop and that's all you do, um, I mean, all we hear from, and, you know, all of us shop at the big box stores from time to time for different things we need. So I'm not just trying to be unkind to them, but it's just unfortunately they just don't have the the knowledge in a lot of these areas seven days a week 
where they can really go there and get the exact uh, knowledge that they need to, whether it's about, you know, equipment or, or you know, the bows, broadheads, whatever the case may be. So, I mean, it's great to have a, a shop and the uh, knowledge that you're, each of your guys have behind the counter. Yeah, and I appreciate that, Scott. We we all are very ingrained in, in, in this activity from the competitive side of archery to just the hardcore side of bow hunting to everything in between. And, and it's something that the team of guys that I have here and girls, because we've got a, yeah. a really strong women's, women's following and staff that helps us out. But um, what we try to do is we don't know everything, right? And what one person may have some knowledge on and another person doesn't on the team, we, we try to consult with each other, lean on each other and, and uh, make sure we get everybody set up the best way they can be, because I, I just I, I I truly feel confident to say that I, I have the best team around in in this in this field, and and it's not me, you know, it's, it's the people around me. So um, great group of guys and girls, um, wealth of knowledge, and and it's 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 archery. I mean, sure. you know, if you haven't gotten to try it yet, you know, I encourage people to come out and 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 get started. If people that have already done it, they know what I'm talking about. It's yeah. just addicting. And it's super fun to do. Absolutely. Phil Mendoza is our guest, No Limits Archery. They're located at 3050 East 78th Avenue. How's the best way you describe to give directions there? I mean, I, I know how to get there, but what's the easiest way to give directions? So we are pretty much, um, we're north of Denver. We're south of Thornton, kind of tucked against the, the Platte River here. So we have a big indoor-outdoor facility. We're in a, uh, Adams County is where we're located at. But if you're coming from north or south via I-25, you'd either be getting off on uh, 84th Avenue if you're coming from the north, and then you just got to jog southeast a little bit. If you're coming from the south, you probably get off on 70th Avenue, right. jog east to Washington up to 78th, and then across uh, east about a mile off of Washington. Great. Now, let's talk about a few different things there. Um, uh, you know, once you get the bow, and like I say, that's individual. You can talk to some guys. They love the Hoy, others Matthews, whatever. But you get them fitted with the right bow, um, I just had a guy I saw this morning. He saw the post, said you were going to be on. He sent me a text, said, man, how do you pick the arrows? He said, I walked into a shop that day, and there are so many different arrows. So what do, you, what do you suggest there? How do you go about picking the right arrow? So the the first and uh, first thing to, to think about when you're talking about arrows, just making sure you get the right arrow spine, and that's basically the flex of the arrow. So that's determined by length of the arrow and poundage you're going to be shooting it. So once you have those two uh, those two numbers figured out, then you, we we cross reference charts. There's there's similarities amongst companies uh, brands I should say, but um, so they're all fairly similar. But we try to get you fitted properly with spine first, and then from there, once we know what spine you need, we try to talk to you again about what your goals are. Are you going to be hunting big game? Are you going to be shooting target? Are you going to be shooting squirrels and rabbits? Or what what's, what what are you looking for? And then mm -hmm. we can cater from there an arrow that might be a little more durable maybe it's if you're if you really want to do some long range shooting maybe we're looking at a specific arrow weight and arrow diameter so there is a ton of selection but answering the right questions or asking the right questions we yep. can uh, help point you to two or three options and then you know usually again it comes down to price i mean it's sure um unfortunately i wish we can i wish everything was very affordable <laughs> yeah. to everybody but obviously in some cases you get what you pay for with uh with products right and same question with like broadheads i mean you look through all the different magazines you see the advertising and uh and the same gentleman that sent me the text he said a lot of times he'll ask people but then he finds out they're a sponsor for this one person so he said you know can you really believe that that's the best one and i said well most of us 
don't want to put our um, and not that you know, or at least me, not trying to act like a big put our name with something we don't know. But most of us are not going to put our name with something or or recommend something that we haven't tried or believe in. So, how do you go about that same same line of questioning with arrows with the broadheads? What are you going to be doing? Yes, yeah, yeah. It a lot of it starts there. Um, you know, there's the the biggest thing with broadheads is if you can get them dialed in with, with flight and having a properly tuned bow, all that helps. Builds confidence. You go into the field with confidence. Your setup is, is truly dialed in with what you're going to be hunting with. Mm-hmm. The, the thing to consider there, though, is it's so subjective as to how something performs based off where you impact an animal. And, and I always hear the horror stories of, man, I shot an animal with this broadhead, didn't find it. I didn't get any blood. And then there's 10 other people that love that broadhead. Yeah. So... It's it's something that it starts with having it uh, having the the accuracy dialed in first. So you you build confidence with trusting in a setup once you're sighting in whatever your distance, your maximum distance you're looking to sight in with. If you can have a broadhead that will give that to you, well then you're going to gain some confidence. So walking into the field that way is a bonus. Mm-hmm. Second to that, um, like I said, it, it everything with archery comes down to shot placement. So uh, the, the the very best fixed blade or the very best expandable is garbage if you don't hit the animal yep. where you need to try to hit it, you know. So shot placement is key. After that, it's it's very opinion-based because, like I said, there's – unfortunately, there's really – unless somebody was to go out and just shoot thousands upon thousands of animals with the same head or same different heads or put them under the same testing protocol, but you can't do that with, with broadheads. It's just not – it's not financially feasible, and it's just too hard to do. You know, animals aren't going to sit there standing perfectly for you every time to let you shoot at them. Yeah, so rarely. <laughs> I, I just go back to the standpoint of if you want to be a fixed blade guy for whatever reasons, great. If you want to be an expandable guy or girl for whatever reasons, great. Try to pick the best one that's going to fit your setup, that's going to uh, capitalize on the assets that you have in your in your uh, quiver, if you will, for lack of a better term, but in the in, in your equipment setup, and then uh, and then build as much confidence as you can by going and sighting them in. Make sure they're dialed properly. Make sure that you spin your arrows. And there's there's a lot of things that people don't um, know how to do as far as tuning broadheads. They just think, oh, right. you screw your broadhead on, and let's go play. And there's more to it than that. So properly aligning your all the components and the broadheads to the shaft, and then proceeding to go out and shoot, matching the right vein configuration to the broadheads, depending on what kind they are. There's a lot of uh, – the technical side of shooting broadheads is extensive. So mm-hmm. that's where we can specialize in helping you to build the right setup um, to, to be most successful. Absolutely. So when, you, when you're practicing, I mean, you always say, hey, you know, practice what you're going to hunt with. But, I mean, uh, you know, you got to do the field tips, I guess, a lot of the practice and all. But uh, – how much of your shooting will you do actually with, you know, a practice tip versus broadhead? So this time of year, I, I like to be uh, shooting broadheads with, with every session, whether I, I, I spend enough time with my bow to where I can get my field tips and my broadheads grouping or hit, having the same point of impact. You know, like I said, I, I usually practice in the off season out to a hundred, hundred plus yards sometimes, but that 60-yard range for me is, is kind of what the, the critical number is, that everything has to be dialed in to at least that point. Right. Obviously, I want to shoot something at 40 and in, but 
if I know my broadheads are dialed in out to 60, then I'm, I'm happy, I'm comfortable, I'm confident. So again, that might be shooting a half a dozen times with broadheads, you know, and then whatever my practice session is going to be. Sometimes I only shoot 20 arrows at a time. So I'll shoot, I'll shoot a couple warm-up arrows and then I'm shooting my broadheads and I'll shoot them out to 40, 50, 60 yards, double check everything, shoot a couple more field points and then, and then I'm done. Um, but again, it, it just depends on the day. So I, I like at this time of year, I like to be shooting broadheads every time because the way that broadheads react in the wind, the way that they react in, in different conditions, uh, you need to know that. So it's important that uh, you've practiced them in as many conditions as you can. Right. Phil Mendoza is our guest. No Limits Archery is the place. Again, they're located 3050 East 78th Avenue. And uh, when we come back, Phil's going to be able to hang with us one more segment. We're going to talk a little bit about the antelope hunting season coming up and mule deer, elk, different strategies maybe you can use with archery. If you'd like to ask Phil a question, we'll open up the phone lines, 303-477-5600. You're listening to Sportsman of Colorado, and we'll be right back. At Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, we believe that all pets deserve to have a good life. And because we know that your pet will have many different needs throughout its life, we offer complete pet care services every day, all at one location. Whether your furry friend needs a checkup, advanced medical care, surgery, boarding, grooming, obedience training, food, care products, or toys, we are here for your pet seven days a week. At Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, we know that you want the very best for your pet, which is why you can count on us to provide top-notch care in everything we do. We are certified with the highest rankings by the American Animal Hospital Association and hold a gold star rating with the Better Business Bureau. You and your pet can visit us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m., Saturday from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., and Sunday from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. We are located at 8681 East Lincoln Avenue in Lone Tree. Learn more about us by visiting our website at LoneTreeVet.com or just give us a call at 303-708-8050. You were injured in an accident. At first you didn't worry about it too much. I mean, accidents happen, right? But then the pain started to keep you up all night and the doctor bills started to pile up. And to top it all off, the person responsible is just avoiding you altogether. So now you're stuck with a bunch of bills that you can't afford. No need to worry. Call me, Kevin Flesh, and get a professional opinion about what you can do. I'll answer all of your questions relating to the accident, and I'll help you to determine if you're entitled to compensation for pain and suffering. I have the experience and the knowledge to navigate the complex maze created by the insurance companies designed to minimize your claim. If you've been injured in an accident, call me, 303-806-8886, for a free consultation to find out how we can help you get the compensation you deserve. Tired of walking into gun stores and seeing the same guns everywhere you go? Check out our sponsor, Old Steel Historical Firearms. Hi, this is Scott Watley of Sportsman of Colorado. At Old Steel, they specialize in the purchase and sale of historical firearms. Need to get your firearm collection appraised? They can help. Buy, sell, trade, and consignments are welcome at Old Steel. Open 10 to 6, Monday through Saturday, Old Steel Historical Firearms is located at 12 East Girard Avenue in Inglewood. That's just two blocks north of Hamden, off Broadway. Now you can own a piece of history at Old Steel Historical Firearms. Call 720-662-7252. That's 720-662-7252. Check out their website, oldsteelguns.com. 
Hi, Dan Johnson, General Manager at Len Lyle Chevrolet. You know, I hear it all the time. If you give me a good enough deal, I'll buy your vehicle. So here it is. A 2017 Crew Cab 4x4 loaded for up to $11,000 off MSRP. Or how about a 2017 Chevy Cruze sign and drive lease for only $199 a month? Heck, that's cheaper than a used car. And we'll pay top dollar for your trade-in. So go east and pay the lease. Lynn Lyle Chevrolet I-225 in East Colfax or on the web at lynnlylechevy.com. Chevy, find new roads. Rush to Reason with John Rush, weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560. Welcome back to Sportsman of Colorado. If you're just joining us, my name is Scott Watley. Phil Mendoza is our guest from No Limits Archery, and this last segment was brought to you by our good friends at D&D Tire Service. For over 35 years, their experts have helped guide folks just like you in purchasing the right tires for your vehicle. They also have a wide variety of auto repair services, three locations to serve you, two in Aurora, one in Parker. Check out their website, ddtireservice.com, Monday through Friday, 7 to 6 p.m., and Saturdays for your convenience, 8 to 5 p.m. So, Phil, again, thanks for hanging with us another segment here. But Antelope, uh, I guess, opens us up here. And so let's talk a little bit about the strategies a little bit with kind of the, oh, I guess, main ones, a lot of us with antelope and mule deer and elk. But uh, help us out with some few tips with archery with antelope. Yeah, so I, I, I guess the biggest thing with antelope is because of the type of terrain you typically find antelope in, um, the distance of the shot can, can get pretty uh, – extreme in some cases so mm -hmm. I, what i would say is if you're a a newer archer and maybe not as much experience or you haven't really put in a whole bunch of time with practicing at longer range get yourself in a more controlled setting where you're focusing on ground blinds on water holes or crossings or that kind of thing to where you know you can make the shot distance a little bit more limited it's a little bit more controlled setting somebody that's obviously much more proficient in in shooting longer range or is, is uh, you know, spent more time behind a bow and is more confident in that high-pressure situation in that type of terrain, well, yeah, the spot and stock method, decoying, that kind of thing is, is I would say, a little more fun. Mm -hmm. I, I enjoy doing that myself, but um, just take it at that. I mean, there's so many opportunities in Colorado with over-the-counter pronghorn that, you know, it's, it's, you can find a spot where you can find a water hole somewhere and, and set up a ground blind and, and just get out there and, and experience it because you, when you're sitting in one place, moving very little, you get to see a lot, a lot, a lot the, uh, the, the, the things moving on around you. So sure. that being said, I would start there and, uh, and then go, you know, uh, yeah. And, and, uh, so as you, as you move into, uh, uh, you know, getting off the off the water type settings and that kind of thing, the decoying is a coin toss at best. Right. I mean, the time of year, if the animals are really, uh, you know, starting to rut, or the bucks are starting to rut and chase does and, and chase off other bucks, you start to see that the decoying, you can be more successful that way. But if you, in most cases, in my experience, you throw a decoy up first week of season, first couple weeks of season, sometimes bucks are running the other way. Mm -hmm. So... <laughs> um, it's, it's just, you know, the, the, as you get later in the antelope season is when it seems like the decoy starts to, to, to give better results. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, mule deer, any tips there? And I, <laughs> depend, again, depending on the terrain, yeah. I think that having the right set of optics and, and patience in many cases is huge because, um, the last 
the last three years, my mule deer hunting has been from hunting on the plains to hunting up at 13,000 feet. So two totally different extremes, right? right? And the one constant there has been sitting behind the glass and finding the right opportunities to make stocks on, on bucks because it, what seems to be the, the your best successful opportunity is when you can get that buck bedded down in a spot or see where they're crossing and then move, move in and ambush and, and have that, that type of opportunity. The spot and stock where you're, you're moving in when they're sleeping is where they're laying down can be very, uh, can be very good. But again, if, if you can't spot them a, when they're laying down, uh, or you can't glass the area and recognize it enough and be patient to really focus on looking at a map or looking at terrain to make sure you make that right approach, it's it, mule deer. Some people out east may say that mule deer are dumb, but you get into those big bucks and and they'll prove you wrong. Yeah, they're they're big for a reason, aren't they? You know, they've hundred percent. Yeah, yes. absolutely. And then of course the um, I guess the, a lot of people in Colorado and a lot of people come here to hunt is our is our elk. And uh, I don't know. Uh, looks like a lot of percentages I see a lot of time are between what. 12 and 15 percent um sure. i don't know where that is with archery but uh what are some of the common mistakes maybe that's a good way to approach it with elk that, that you know you hear stories coming in people say man here's what i did and blew it you know what are just some of the, the common mistakes we might help people not make well i make mistakes every multiple mistakes every year right sure, and I, I mean <laughs> the guys that i hunt with it seems that finding the right balance of calling to uh, aggressively moving in on animals and, and that thing is always that. So some people that like to sit back and just call and just hope that something comes in and they haven't seen anything come into them the last few seasons, well, then you probably need to change your strategy a little bit. Vice versa, if you walk in the ridge side and, and thrown off a bugle every 50, 100 yards and you never hear anything back, well, maybe back off, off a touch that a bit as well. So I think that I, I like to keep notes every year. I, I keep a little journal, if you will, and and I just try to drop, jot down little things as to, you know, when I have uh, interactions with animals, I call this one at this time. This is kind of what the result was. N you know, ne the next time something happens, I do the same thing. So this time of year, I can go back and sit down and say, well, last year I I was calling a lot early and I didn't see much action. But as the season progressed, you know, I started calling a little bit less, and the elk were getting more vocal. Then I was able to move in on them talking as opposed to me trying to call them in. So things like that. Sure. Um, try to try to have a – just keep some notes. Keep a, keep a record of what you do because so, it, as fun as it is to tell those stories around the campfire and, <laughs> you know, after the season, there's a lot of details that you forget about. Yeah. So I would say take notes, study those, or just take five, ten minutes, you know, like I said, before you head out and and review those so that way you start to remind yourself as to all that experience that you just chalked up last year or the year before well don't let it be for a waste you know um utilize it and and maybe it's something that like i said myself last year i had one evening to where uh, very little movement it was warm but it, i just started focusing on bugles in this canyon and and pretty soon you know after being a little bit more persistent a little bit more aggressive uh, we got a couple of bulls to respond and even a couple that come in, just no shot opportunities. So mm -hmm. it was one of those things that I kind of went outside of what I would normally do at that time of year, and it worked out great. So, right. um, uh, yeah, just keep notes and, and, and try to switch it up because 
very few people, as I, I, when you started with that question, with the success rate, very few people tag out every year. There are there are there are a few, but uh, even them, they're probably not doing the same thing from year to year. Sure, absolutely. Just got a text in my phone. The gentleman's asking about range finders. Uh, uh, if you have any that you suggest, and then do you? Um, and this is what I've always told people. Just you know, uh, especially with, uh, talks with Henry Furs and a few guys, Willie Schmidt and Trevin, all the guys, and they they say a lot of times if they're going to be sitting in a, in a stand for a while or sitting in a certain place for a while, they will do some pre-ranging. So. Look around at different things so they don't have to raise it up every time an animal walks from a different angle or something. Do you recommend doing that? And then are there any range finders that you have found that you really would like to recommend? So I have um, probably dove into the functionality of some range finders more than some just because of my sheep hunt a few years back and hunting <laughs> and mule deer up in 13,000 feet where you got some 40 to 45 degree angle shot opportunities and it's one of those things that i feel that it's very important to have a range finder that gives you an angle reading mm -hmm. i think it's very important that if you have a range finder that gives you both line of sight and some kind of ankle compensation which most of them are just using cosine to figure their ankle compensation cut those are going to get you close on shot opportunities out to 50 yards but just note that there is a percentage of error because an arrow does not fly perfectly straight like a math formula will give you a, a, a calculation and that's basically what a rangefinder is doing so note that there is a little there is a, a percentage of error as you start getting on the extreme sides of angles and distances so make sure you can refer back to a second check like a, a cut chart or something uh, places like ours or on you can find stuff information online about them but you can print out a cut chart based off your exact setup and use that angle mode to uh to, to double check yourself, but I use a Leupold RX 1000i, I think it's TBR, the total ballistic range. That range finder, I can easily bump it from angle compensation mode to line of sight, gives me the actual degree of angle that that the, the shot that I'm, I'm ranging or the, the target that I'm ranging, mm -hmm. so I can go back and cross-reference myself. There, there's a few other ones on the, on the market, I know, um, and there's, there's a lot of good ones, I would say. I just... Yeah. That's the one I've I've used the last few years, and uh, because it gives me those the ability to, to to double check myself. Absolutely. Well, man, hey, I know I know you've been really busy out there, and I appreciate you taking a half hour with us. Uh, get out there and see Phil, and um, you know he's there a lot of the times. But um, you know, let him know you heard about him on Sportsman of Colorado. Again, they're located at 3050 East 78th Avenue. And uh, they do a lot of great programs for kids. We didn't have time to get into that today, but a lot of great programs. And, and Phil, just real quick, I can't think of anything in our uh, outdoor world, really, that's really could be more family-orienting than doing archery together. Oh, yeah. Our, I mean, I, I've, I've gotten both my boys started at about age three. Uh, obviously, I'm able to keep a little closer eye on them. The kids in the range here, usually we start them at around five or six years old, but you can start kids at a young age. You can have grandparents shooting with their grandkids. It's it's total. It's very family friendly. Uh, like I said, you, we've got youth programs here from beginner all the way up to. Uh, we've got a handful of kids on some junior Olympic teams that that are represented. You know, fr from that shoot out of our shop here. So all levels uh, of, of shooters, even in that in that youth category. So it's fun to see the growth. It's fun to see people interact, and yeah, it, everybody is welcome. Well, cool. Hey, man, well, good luck in your hunting season, and we'll come out and see you, and thanks again for being with us today.
Thank you, Scott. Okay, bud. Good luck. That's Phil Mendoza, No Limits Archery, nolimitsarchery.com. we got to take a short break. We'll be back with more right after this. This is Red Merrill for Phoenix Weaponry. Phoenix Weaponry is a weapon manufacturer that services the firearm enthusiast. From precision ARs to suppressors, Phoenix Weaponry can make your dreams come true. Phoenix Weaponry is a full-service gun shop that offers gunsmithing, coating, and modifications to your own weapon. Phoenix Weaponry, family-owned and operated right here in Colorado. If you can dream it, Phoenix Weaponry can build it. Call today, 720-340-2496. Again, that's 720-340-2496. Or visit their website, phoenixweaponry.com. Mention Sportsman of Colorado and receive 10% off your custom-built weapon. This is Scott Watley for my friends at Rampart Firearms in Sedalia. This is a great store, family owned and operated. They buy, sell, trade, and consign firearms. You will find a great selection of new and pre-owned handguns, shotguns, and rifles. If you can't find the gun you want, Rampart Firearms will special order your gun at no extra cost. Found a gun on the internet? Rampart Firearms will do one firearm transfer and the background check for only $10 if you mention Sportsman of Colorado. Rampart Firearms, 720-468-0050. That's 720-468-0050. Located at Highway 67 in Santa Fe in Sedalia. Rampart Firearms opens seven days a week. 720-468-0050. Well, we did it now. Hi, Dan Johnson from Lynn Lyle Chevrolet. And we received a special allocation of over 600 new Chevrolets and we're out of room. So to relieve our problem, check these deals out. A 2017 Silverado Crew Cab 4x4 for up to $11,000 off MSRP. Or lease a 2017 Chevy Cruze for only $199 a month, sign and drive. Or a 2017 Chevrolet Equinox for up to $6,000 off MSRP. Go east and pay the lease. Lynn Lyle Chevrolet, I-225 in East Colfax or on the web at lynnlylechevy.com. Chevy, find new roads rush to reason with john rush weekdays from three to seven on klz 560 welcome back to the show again thank you so much for joining us today we're going to go to the phones now and join our good friend dan johnson from lynn lyle chevrolet dan how are you sir i'm doing great today how are you well we're doing great now i, I want to jump to the Yes, Bay Lodge trip very quickly, but you know what? Let's talk about Lynn Lyle Chevrolet first and what's happening this weekend. Well, we got uh, 20% off on almost all our cars, uh, all the 17s remaining, which is fantastic. That's wow. a lot of money. That's a lot <laughs> and, of money. Uh, and, yeah, actually, the showroom's pretty packed right now. So, uh, obviously, people are seeing that it is a good value, and we have lots of inventory, and, uh, you know, I'll give as much as I possibly can on trade-ins. We have great financing uh, rates. I mean, Suburban and Tahoe, we got 0% for 72 months. So wow. uh, good stuff going on. Absolutely. No, and I was by there yesterday talking with Chris a little bit, and he said a lot of the – some of the 18 models now and the cars, I, I believe yesterday, as of yesterday anyway, no trucks have shown up, but uh, you're starting to receive some of your 18 models. Hard to believe we're already there. <laughs> It is hard to believe time's flying, but uh, one thing I would like to mention, the all-new Chevrolet Traverse, all-new styling, it is unbelievable. It's a little more, uh, how to, I want to say, not so 
uh, van-like, uh, even though Traverse wasn't a van, it was a crossover, but it still had kind of that look to it. Right. But now it is really sporty-looking, stylish. Wow. Um, you know, it's it's something to see. And uh, it's probably the best-selling initiated model. I've had like 10, and they're flying off the shelf. So it's it's really nice. Wow, that's awesome. Again, Lynn Lyle Chevrolet, just right off of 225 in Colfax, drive east and pay the least has been their slogan and really um, what they have promised. And uh, I tell you, we've been doing business with them for a number of years. Um, I mean, personally, uh, for all my vehicles and uh, friends and family, and I have people that fly in from different states just to do business with Lynn Lyle Chevrolet. So, and now, what, as far as the cars, is there any, um, uh, like, brand new uh Thing coming out, any kind of new model or anything, or most of the models staying the same? Well, they've, you know, we've had new stuff all the time. You right. know, of course, the Corvette's only two years old. The new Chevrolet Cruze, they now they restyled that and brought a hatchback model in. So, I mean, stuff's changing all the time. And the new electric car, the Chevy Bolt with oh. a B, right. uh, which is 100% electric, 200-mile uh, range. Um, and it, it's it's out. I'm looking at one on the showroom floor here. Uh, it's it's more of a crossover looking kind of car. It's not a car car. Gotcha. Okay. And again, uh, boy, anything you need. And, and this is what I always tell friends, you know, and they say, well, I'm not looking specifically for a Chevrolet. And so, but Dan can get about anything if you'll give, if you've got the time to wait. If you'll just give him a call or go by and see him, and uh, let him know what you're looking for, he can keep an eye out for that. And I just had some friends come over there uh, recently and got a, I believe it was a Pacifica. Is that right on that van? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And man, uh, they they are thrilled with that. So uh, yeah, thanks yeah. for helping them out. Yeah, if it's pre-owned, I can. I have lots of ways to search and find things, and you know, from a wholesale standpoint and. Uh, usually make a pretty good deal for them. Sure, absolutely. And, again, most for your trade of anywhere I've ever seen. Um, again, I had a lot of just personal friends have gone over there and uh, been offered very, very fair and more than they ever dreamed for trade. So I promise you they'll take care of you at Lynn Lyle Chevrolet. Well, talk to you this morning for just a bit, but you got in a little bit later, later than planned from uh, Ketchikan, Alaska, and a trip to Yes Bay Lodge, one of our sponsors there. So uh, fill us in a little bit about your trip. Wow, it was unbelievable. It, uh, you know, from the moment we landed at Ketchikan, they were on it. They had us on the float plane in, you know, 15 minutes, fly out to the lodge. What an experience that yeah, is. If you've never been on one of those de Havilands, uh, you know, the, I guess there's a couple different models of those, but like the Beaver is probably the most famous. But right. Uh, 1950s airplane uh, put six of us on on it with the pilot and we're just having a good old time up in the air talking to the pilot looking around most beautiful big country you ever want to see in your whole life no i tell you when you say big country i think i use that exact term to read when we were flying i said man this is some big country i mean it is you know beautiful. alaska's three three times the size of texas it's yeah just unbelievable <laughs> no, yeah. how, how large it is but man, how that we... was just that was just the tip that's <laughs> yeah. the getting there and then right. you know ryan and everybody there was you know just fantastic i mean i could go on and on but the service was impeccable they had our bags for our rooms they 
make yourself at home. You know, we started playing pool and ping pong right away, had a cocktail, um, you know, and then they served us dinner, which his wife, Nikki, is just, I mean, fantastic culinary cook. Right. Um, every single meal and breakfast. I mean, <laughs> breakfast, everybody goes breakfast. Right. It's as good as you can get anywhere. The finest hotels in the world. It's as good as you're going to get. And um, then you jump on a boat at 7 o'clock in the morning and head out. And uh, the guide's fantastic. You know, know where the fish are. Put us on fish right away. I think that my second cast, I was on a, a King Salmon. And, uh, yeah, and uh, that seemed to happen every day. You know, we'd catch fish early and uh, often. And, you know, we we all just had a great time. And, you know, get back. Probably some of the best part is, uh, you know, you put out crab traps and shrimp traps. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, and then, <laughs> you know, that's your appetizer. There's nothing sweeter than a. You know, Dungeness crab getting pulled out of the water and into a pot of water and on your table within an hour. No, I'm telling you, man. I mean, it is just, and and you know, it. I was talk. I was telling somebody after I talked to you today, and uh, matter of fact, Kevin Flesh, and I was just telling him. I said, you know, it's it's so hard to explain on radio, and everybody says, yeah, you're going to say good things about them because they advertise with you. But I'm telling you, that's not it. And I called you today, and I said, hey, what, how would you rate them? I mean, because I want to help people with their business, you know, if there was something that was a flaw there or something that didn't meet your expectation. But when when good business people go on to a, a place, you know, and you've been to a lot of different fishing-type lodges yep. and different things, and you come back and you say, man, this was a 10 all the way around, I mean, Man, it's just awesome. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it's so good, it kind of gives me goosebumps. How good <laughs> they did. I mean, they just did a great job. It's, right. It's fantastic. And then there, y'all went on a little excursion, too, I think uh, you said over to the yeah, Canada. If, yeah, if any of your listeners do go up there, and I hope they do because it is an experience. Um, you know, we took a morning and went over to the fish hatchery, which I had no idea what that was all about. Right. And, you know, we were going, well, we don't want to go see bears. Well, there were bears everywhere. So we got to see that and film that. And then we actually just, you know, watched how the hatchery worked and what a process. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just amazing, the whole lifespan of a salmon. It's just, it's it's crazy to learn about it and watch them and the millions of eggs and, you know, how they're incubated and, you know, and then release back out to sea and they go to sea for two years and then come back and return to the exact same spot. It's just fascinating <laughs> to me. No, it really, really is. And like you say, just seeing those bears out there and like, you know, we watch on TV on National Geographic or something, but to just see it with your own eyes and be right there, I mean, it's just. Oh, yeah, I got a video, you know, the classic video of the bear jumping in the water, grabbing a fish, pulling them up on oh, wow. just started chomping on it right on the rocks there. And I went, wow. This was just unbelievable. Absolutely. Now, and the guides, talk about the guides just a minute, because when I was talking this morning, you got to, you know, you kind of switched around there. And so, you know, sometimes you get a guide and you're with him for three or four days and you get to know him real well. But, I mean, your experience with all the guides was excellent. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, like I said, we took six people. So, you know, each day we kind of switched, you know, partners and switched guides and fished four days. And, uh Every single one of them just was as nice as they could be, as helpful as they could be. We'll let, do as much as you want them to. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to get involved and, you know, 
do as much work as you want to do as far as hooks and all that stuff. If you're good at that, they turn you loose. You know, they're, they're very safe. But right. uh, but then they'll also – and then, you know, the best part is they put you on the fish, and they're fun. I mean, yeah. one day we're out there, and Scott, the weather – you know, I got lucky with the weather. The weather was nicer there than it was here, I think, last week. And, uh, you know, one day I think it was almost 80 degrees, you know, I had shorts on, my shirt off, (laughs) the guide was playing music and we're catching fish like crazy. And it was just, it was awesome. I felt like I was in Hawaii, not Alaska. (laughs) I mean, it was great. Right. Well, that's great. Yes Bay Lodge. So go to yesbay.com. And um, here, here's the deal now. We, if you look at our website currently, it's twenty seven ninety five. That's four-night, three-day fishing package. I talked to Ryan this morning for a little bit through email, and I said, hey, look, we need to start getting people out there for next year. You know, where are we going to be? And he said, Scott, you know what? Costs go up every year, all the different things. But he said, what we're going to do for your listeners is add a hunter box. So twenty eight ninety five for 2018. And, um, again, it is a four-night, three-day fishing package. You know, if you get a, a group like uh, Dan has, uh, boy, if you'll get with me, I'll talk with Ryan, see if we might can help you out in another uh, way. Maybe, you know, uh, like I say, that price is a great price. And, Dan, you even said, I just want to hit on that real quick, you even said that when I told you because, you, again, you've been fortunate enough to fish some other places. I mean, would, would you honestly yeah, say I that's I, fair value? Jim, yeah, Jim Lyle and I, yeah, we went together and took our sons and, yeah, you know, we're sitting there, and I don't know how they do it. You know, I I don't tell Ryan that. Just kidding. Sure. <laughs> you know, I, I I I just don't know how they do it. You know, with the quality of everything they do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, help everywhere. The friendliest, nicest people in the world. Yeah. Uh, and one other thing I want to say about that place: there is a ton of history. And it's so interesting, yeah. going back to the 1800s, how that Yes Bay whole thing, you know, a fish cannery, and then it burned down, and, you know, there's so much history. And Hollywood actors, just, a lot of actors used to come out there because it was so remote. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was actually built as, I think, a casino of brothel yeah. thing <laughs> and never got off the ground, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, oh, uh, yeah, just ton of history to it and there's pictures everywhere you know just you know amazing fish and just the history of the place and like i say i you know the price is right yeah i'll say that and uh you know i was absolutely thrilled with everything i did and you know i'm rambling here but i got no, but, two in the morning no <laughs> yeah i know what you mean yeah so, so for for next year, twenty eight ninety five again, four night, three day fishing package. And hey, you just heard really a completely unbiased client that just went there. Dan Johnson, general manager over at Lynn Lyle Chevrolet. Go to yesbaylodge.com. Their number is nine zero seven two two five seven nine zero six. But you got to mention Sportsman of Colorado to get that package. And it's about thirty four thirty five hundred bucks on their website. So again, that's a great savings. Well, Dan. Thanks so much, uh, you know, on the on the car side of things for well, but thanks again for uh, trusting us with our referral out there. And, I, man, I am thrilled your trip went well for everybody. 
That was fantastic referral. I'll take your next referral. I'm going to probably have to do Africa one day. Uh, hey, I want to take you because we just got back, so we're going to be talking about yeah. that a little later in the show. So, absolutely. Right. Well, hey, man, we appreciate it. Okay. Get, get some rest. All right. Uh, all right. All right, that's Dan Johnson, Lynn Lyle Chevrolet. Go by and see him, and make sure you ask for Dan. I've had a few people go out there, and they just get hooked up with a salesman. Then I've talked to Dan. He didn't know you were out. He would love to meet you. So when you go out there, ask for Dan Johnson, and uh, he'd love to take care of you personally. Yes, Bay, $28.95, four-night, three-day fishing package. Uh, we leave uh, September the 4th for our trip there, and looking forward to that. Well, you're listening to Sportsman of Colorado. we got to take a break, and we'll be back with more right after this. If you have just been in an accident, there is a lot going on. With the screeching tires, crunching metal, and breaking glass, it's hard to remember what to do. That's why Kevin Flesh of Flesh Law wants you to remember to panic. No, he doesn't mean run around screaming or start hyperventilating. He means use the acronym P-A-N-I-C to remember what to do. P is for police. Call the police immediately. It's very important to have an official record of what happened. A is assess, as in assess all of your injuries and seek medical care if necessary. N is for never admit fault. It's your job to take care of yourself, not to determine who is at fault. I is for insurance. Take pictures of the other person's insurance and ID info and get pictures of the accident if you can. And finally, C is for call Kevin Flesh. Kevin Flesh is more than just a name used to intimidate the insurance companies. He will help you. If you've been injured in an accident, call Flesh Law at 303-806-8886 for a free consultation and he'll help you get the compensation that you deserve. Hi, this is Scott Watley. Let me tell you what I love about Stack Optical. They are truly one of the last optician-owned, family-owned optical stores. At Stack Optical, you can be confident you'll receive personal attention. For over 50 years, Alan Stack has shown he really cares about making his customers happy. Stack Optical also has a beautiful new location at 2233 South Monaco Parkway in Denver. Free and easy up-close parking. Stack Optical has an on-site eyeglass production lab. Whether you need office eyewear or a new set of shooting or golf glasses, Stack Optical has the solution with the Stack Sport Pack. Give them a call today and ask for their $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. That's 303-321-1578. Your eyes and vision are one of the most important things in life. I'm confident at Stack Optical you'll see the difference. That's 303-321-1578, stackoptical.com. Rush to Reason with John Rush, weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560. Welcome back to Sportsman of Colorado. If you're just joining us, my name is Scott Watley. We appreciate you being with us. August 26th, we will be at the open house for Phoenix Weaponry. That is 1822 Skyway Drive in Longmont. John Rush and his crew at Drive Radio will be kicking it off at 10 a.m. Uh, to 1, and then we'll be taking over from 1 to 2. So come out and see us. We'll, again, that'll be at Phoenix Weaponry, 1822 Skyway Drive in Longmont. This segment's been brought to you by a couple of our sponsors, International Sportsman's Expo. That is January 11th through the 14th. It'll be here before you know it, so save those dates now. Hope you'll come see us there. And, again, that's at the Colorado Convention Center. Then also Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. And uh, just a great, great place. Take care of your dogs, cats, other small pets. They handle it all, all the medicine side, surgery, dentistry, boarding, lodging, grooming, uh, obedience training, 
Of course, you have a retail shop there as well. And uh, we are planning on doing a show there with our weekday show, Haystack Help, uh, pretty quick, and doing a live remote from there as well. But they're open Monday through Friday, 7 to 8 p.m., Saturdays 8 to 5, and for your convenience, even Sundays 10 to 5. Well, we were only going to have a few minutes to really get this uh, interview in, but I wanted to. We just were in South Africa uh, over the last 10 days and uh, with Bushman's Quiver, Quality African Safaris, and uh, so great to take uh, my brother-in-law along, and uh, he is back in the Virginia, Herndon, Virginia area, but uh called him up and said, hey, I want to get you on the show and talk about this a little bit. So, Dave, how are you, bud? I am doing great, Scott. That's a great trip. Well, I'm telling you, absolutely amazing, and so... You know, for uh, some of you may have known over the, um, the last few months, we I lost my sister, and of course Dave lost his wife um, uh, uh, back in April. And so his church kind of got together and some men there and wanted to do something great for him to help him get away a little bit. And uh, this was really a great trip. And, you know, I was kind of thinking about the safari and the hunting side, of course, was all great, but really just a chance to get away and um, and just relax and see the uh, sun rise in South Africa and the sun sets, just something a little bit extra special about those there in South Africa. But take a minute, Dave, hey, your first safari you've ever done, take a minute and just tell us a little bit about the experience. Well, uh, first off, I wanted to thank you for uh, letting me go with you and use your gun. Uh, yeah, you kind of uh, like that gun. <laughs> yeah, I, I did. The last time I shot a law, a, a a big gun like that or a uh, hunting rifle was about 41 years ago with your dad wow. up in Alaska. And uh, I'll never forget, it was a 300 Weatherby, and when you said you're bringing yours, I said, well, I'll, I think I can shoot that. And uh, I was looking so forward to it. But, you know, you're right. Uh, when we got there, uh, I, I just needed a break. Uh, and, uh, you know, speaking about my wife, uh uh, I know she was your sister, but she was my wife for almost 43 years, and mm. she was a lot sweeter than you are, Scott. I'm sorry to tell well, you Well, I knew that. We've, we've known that all our life. <laughs> <laughs> but he let me get away, and uh, in the mornings, uh, it was like the perfect uh, getaway. I mean, uh, the, the sunrises, the sunsets, uh, riding around in the truck with uh, uh, the hunter and you, and... Uh, Red, just just be able to get away and and man riding up and down those roads looking for game was was a treat within itself. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't expect that. Uh, it was it was so relaxing. I guess I don't know what a hunt's supposed to be like, but uh, I remember one day we got up about uh, you know my pastor and I got up and spent all the time with the Lord, enjoyed that, and then and then we went to breakfast about six fifteen, left on the truck about six thirty, and. And by, by about 9.30, I had my, my first zebra, and uh, and that hunt was fun. He was on the other side. We had to track him for a while. And, and then about uh, 10.45, I shot my first uh, uh, impala, and uh, that was just the coolest thing. And uh, I had to shoot, shoot off those bamboo tripods that he had. <laughs> right. And uh, then we went and got lunch, and uh, I took about an hour and a half nap. And we went out after that, and about four hours later, I had my first kudu, and we were eating uh, part of the game we shot uh, at about 8.30, and uh, <laughs> uh, went to bed that night about 10. It was like the perfect day. I'll tell you, it was outstanding, and the fellowship was great, too. 
You know, and it, it, it's really a, a great of how you, uh, and of course, I mean, your athleticism, I think, helps you a lot there. But boy, not to shoot a rifle for that long and come out and make the shots you did. I think uh, I think you shot 13 shells and took nine animals. So, uh, <laughs> and you didn't miss anything. Some of the things, uh, just about every animal over there can hurt you if, if they, they aren't all the way expired. And so, you know, they'll always have you, um, just to be frank, put another round in them just for everyone's safety. And so, I mean, some great, great shots. I think your longest shot was 364 yards. And yes, I was there to witness it or I wouldn't have believed it myself, <laughs> but, uh, just great shots there. But, you know, this is one thing, too, and I think you can attest to this just with the way we were around, you know, the, the campfire, the, the the meal table and all. I mean, just a great, great atmosphere. Yes, it was. It, it was. We laughed. Uh, we, we teased with each other. Uh, we, we uh, you know, pointed out good things that we did during the day and fun things that we had and, and you know, some of the things about the hunt and, and uh the guys over there, they were just great. I yeah. mean, uh, Stefan was a, a, a real blessing. He was a treat. And, and uh, my guide was, was just tremendous. I remember one, you know, I, had, I was supposed to shoot that warthog, and I got confused with what he said. I didn't pull the trigger. I should have. I was afraid to hit the wrong one. And, and uh, he looked at me, and he said, hey, that's hunting. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was so kind to me. You know, I mean, I could have shot myself after that. And he was. <laughs> I could have so shot. I could have shot you after that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it is. Yeah. We no. sat there for five hours and I missed. Seven. Seven hours. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it is. And that's one thing because, I mean, they get, as you can tell and guess, they get all kinds of clients. There are people that, are, you know, the, the, the haven't been out much, you know, and then the people that, you know, have hunted quite a bit. So they deal with a lot of different people. But they're always so encouraging because I remember, you know, one year I lost they a were. zebra. And they're just always so encouraging. Hey, it's no big deal. We'll get back on one, you know. And so it just helps yeah. keep your spirits up because there's nothing worse than missing an opportunity, you know. And uh, but they really do help you there. And again, one package that we offer is thirty nine fifty. Now listen, this is seven days in Africa, all your food and lodging, a blessed buck, an impala, a warthog, and a blue wildebeest. And Dave, I think you'll get along. The PH is air professional hunters. They work for you very hard. Oh my goodness, Scott! I, I was shocked at uh, you know we were riding around in that truck and. I wouldn't have had one animal if it hadn't been for that, that professional hunter. Yeah. But he could see things I couldn't see. He had pointed out, uh, he, he told me exactly what to do. Uh, you know, he was, he, like I said, he was gracious to me. I, my first time. I mean, you know, I, I hadn't hunted in, in, in forever. And and, uh, uh, and it was more of a getaway for me. It was just a dream to be able to go. I never dreamed that those guys would be so professional. They were uh, they knew exactly what they were doing. They put me in a position to make a good, clean shot every time. Uh, it, it was it was amazing uh, the 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 wisdom that they had on how to mm-hmm. get me in the position to be able to, to you know to, I mean yes I made some some shots that that anybody could have made with that gun and with that pH. I mean they were just they just helped you not miss you know yeah. it was. It was such a blessing. It, it was, uh, you know, and, and riding around with him and watching him point out other animals. Even while we were hunting for, maybe we were hunting for a cougar, he would point out, hey, hey, look, there's a, there's a water hog over there. And, and then, then, you know, there's a 
Cape Buffalo, or there, it, it was neat to see all the animals in their natural habitat, and and he noticed almost everything that was out there. It was it was just a great hunt. I I couldn't I couldn't say more good things about the the the, the guides. Uh, the food was tremendous. You know, Scott, we ate every every animal that we shot. We ate some of it. Yep. I mean, uh, it was tremendous. I mean, all except for the giraffe. I think we could yeah, just, the just made the tire rubber, you know. <laughs> Yeah, it, but it was tasty. It was just tough. But man, I tell you, it was it exceeded my expectations far far past what I I thought that I was getting into the relaxation. And you know that's what I was going for was just to kind of relax a little bit. And and the scenery. Uh, I think there were three concessions we were on. One was ten thousand acres. One was fourteen thousand acres. And one was 20,000 acres. Right. And trying to find an animal among <laughs> all of that land, those guys were just amazing. And, and it, I had the time of my life. It, yeah. it was uh, so exciting. And, uh, you know, and they get to be with you, and it was a good time, too. We, we had a lot of good fellowship. I just couldn't... Uh, I just couldn't imagine something going better than that. Right. It was... If everyone's like that, I tell you what, everybody ought to go at least once in their life. Yeah, absolutely. Well, man, hey, we'll do this again, and we're going to get some other folks on that have been here recently as well. So I appreciate it, and I'll give you a call a little later. Hey, buddy, thank you so All much. Right. And, and be sure and let everybody know it was a great hunt. They ought to go to. All right, bud. Thank you so much. Thank everyone thank for you. joining Bye-bye. us today. Phil Mendoza, No Limits Archery. Thank you so much. Get out to No Limits. Again, Bushman's Quiver Quality African Safaris. And Dan Johnson, Lynn Lyle Chevrolet. Hope everyone has a great weekend. Catch us on Sundays as well from 9 to 10 a.m. Leave it right here on KLZ 560. The views and opinions expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station.